The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So I'll tell you the story, then I want to tell you the back end of the story, the other side of the story. So for those of you who may have heard, I was on a plane, I was in St. Louis last week, and I wanted to go to my friend's wedding. And I, I went to the airport, and I got there, and the flight was supposed to leave at 9, and I was supposed to go to Detroit, transfer to Miami, get to the Uber, 4 o'clock, hit the wedding, awesome. Five minutes, 10 minutes, I look out the gate window, there's no plane, I never ha- I mean, I fly a lot, Baruch Hashem, I should be Zoha. I never happened before my whole life. I've never had a situation where no one knows what a plane is. I got all the apps. And I only do have Mossad blogs. I got like airplane blogs. Because maybe in some life I was flying planes for Bar Kokhba or something. I don't know. The planes nowhere. The planes in two terminals over. And I asked the lady, the planes in terminal A. She's like, yeah, we know it. The plane's not here. How come planes not here? She goes, I don't know. 9, 10, 9, 20, 9, 30, 9, 40. Then the board changes. 11 o'clock. I miss my plane. My flight's going to land in Detroit an hour too late. I called the guy. He was awesome. Got to tell you, Delta was great. They called American Airlines. President's Day weekend, no flights going to Miami. I miss my friend's wedding. My close friend, high school, lives down the block, waiting for his daughter. I miss the wedding. Everyone came except for me. So I remember Roshalom Arush, we did an event together. And Roshalom Arush has this incredible story about how you're supposed to thank Hashem for all your troubles. You think you think you know better than life? You think we know better than the Kodesh Baruch Hu? Kodesh Baruch Hu gives you a challenge, and now we have Tainas and the Ebishta? You thank our Kodesh Baruch Hu for your challenges. So I remember he said that. He told the story of a woman who couldn't have kids for 10 years. And she came to him and said, I need your advice. And, and he said, I'm going to give you something to do, but you're going to say no. And she goes, no, no, just anything. He goes, I'm going to tell you, you're going to say no. She goes, anything. He goes, I want you to go home every day for an hour and thank Hashem for not giving you children. She goes, what, are you crazy? Because I told you. She did. She went home for an hour. Thank you, Hashem, for not giving me kids. One year later, he was signed to get her breasts. I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. I tell you the truth, I thought it was going to happen like on the first time. I'd be like, thank you, Hashem. I'm like, wow, I'm a tzaddik. It didn't happen that way. I did it. I'm like, I don't feel better, Hashem. I did it. I'm like, I don't feel better, Hashem. I did it 15, 20, 30 times. Like I said, I thought, honestly, I'd get on the plane after doing it like 10 times. I thought it was like the perfect story. I thought like, I'd get on the plane and like the, the plane door would open up. You know, and I'd grab a guy's hand. And he'd be like, don't let me go. And I'd be like, I'll never let you go, stranger. And he comes in and I'm like, what's your name? And he's like, my name is so-and-so. I'm like, my grandfather saved your grandfather the Holocaust. And now you have a package from Martin Harsinai. And you're giving it to me on the plane. And everyone claps. And Delta flies around and lands in Israel. And Mashiach's like, I can't believe it happened. I thought that was happening for sure. I'm on the plane going like, where's my stuff? Like, I'm ready to roll. It didn't happen. I just took off and I landed. And I got in an Uber, which is a miracle into itself. If you know LaGuardia Airport. I get home and my whole day, thank you, Hashem, thank you, Hashem, thank you, Hashem, thank you. Not helping. Thank you, Hashem, thank you. And it's actually, actually helping after a while. It does. Gets in. You say thank you, Hashem, enough times, it gets in. So I go to work. I come back. And my wife says to me, Charlie, some guy dropped off a package for you. I said, who? She goes, I don't know who he is. I'm like, you don't recognize him? She goes, I don't recognize him. I'm like, what? He just walked in, handed you a package. He's like, yeah. He knocked on the door. He said, is Charlie home? I said, no. He goes, give this to him. I'm like, that is so mysterious. Maybe I am on the Mossad. Was it a gun and a nuclear power? He's like, can you relax? Stop it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I was just going crazy. I go to my dining room table. On my dining room table is a little package. And the package had tons of paraphernalia. Thank you, Asha. And clearly the Kodesh Baruch was saying, I can't explain it to you, Charlie, but like, I can't give you a hug, but here's a fist bump. You're my bro. This, that's how I interpret Hashem speaking to me. Because I'm from Brooklyn. 
But I'm from Canarsie, where we speak that way, not in Flatbush. It would have been more Yiddish, I think, if I was born here. So here's the back end of the story. You ready? Three days later, the guy called me. His name is Ari. Never met him. He said, I'm the guy who dropped off the package. I said, why did you drop off the package in my house? He goes, you have a minute for a story? I'm like, yeah. Are you my long lost cousin from the Holocaust? <laughs> He's like, no. Oh, you on the Mossad? He's like, no. I'm like, I don't want to hear your story. Click. That's not what happened in the end. He said, he's a salesman in the neighborhood. And he said, that week I had the worst sales of my life, of my month. Every month I have quotas. Because the whole week I was out, no quotas. I couldn't hit anything. I wasn't even close. And I get to the end of my Thursday and I said, I'm not even like close to my quota for the week. I'm like, I, he's like, I just couldn't. So he goes, I left the office. I went to get a haircut. And I'm just like, wait a second, wait a second. Hashem's in my life. Hashem's in my life. Hashem's here. He wants to have a slow week. I'm having a slow week. I'm, gonna, I'm beating Hashem. I'm smarter than him. I'm not smarter than Hashem. You chew, give me. I'm a Kabbal, he says. He's sitting there getting a haircut saying, I know better than you. Thank you. Thank you. I see you, Hashem. I see you in my slow week. I see you in the challenges. You think I'm running from you? Bekerev Haaretz. He's ripping Amalek out piece by piece out of his heart. He comes back to the office. On the way back, he gets a call from the vendor that owed him a lot of money that wouldn't pay him. Just called him and was, hi, so-and-so. He goes, hi, I haven't heard from you. I've been calling you every day the past two weeks. He goes, yeah, I just want to let you know that I have your check. I'm sorry I haven't spoken to you. I'm overnighting it to you. It's like, oh my gosh. Now watch this. You ready? How did I get this hat? A month and a half ago, I'm at a meeting and a guy's wearing a hat. And I say, hey, nice hat. I didn't know that guy, who my friend Guy, turned to his friend Ari and said, Charlie likes the hat. And Ari said, you know, why don't I make him a package? He took a package, put it in his car. It's sitting in his car for a month. In the back, he gets a car wash. You know what he turns around you get a car wash? You know what you look at? Your car. He turns around and sees in the back of his, his seat, my package. Now I want you to picture this happening. I bet you as he's doing this, my cab is probably pulling into the five towns. And I'm probably sitting in the car going, thank you, Hashem, thank you, Hashem, thank you, Hashem. And at the exact same time, he's probably in the car wash going, hey, I should bring that over to Charlie. I'll do that later. He goes back to his office. He says, as I sat down, for some reason, sales started pouring in. Out of nowhere, he goes, in two hours, I made more money than the entire week. Just pouring, pouring, pouring. People calling left and right. I don't know where this came from. And he got up and he said, Hashem, I want to do something for you. What can I do for you? He goes, I know. I'm going to bring over the package to Charlie. He gets in his car. If you could just picture, he pulls right into my house, knocks on my door, hands it to my wife, gets into his car. And as basically, if you look at the timing, as he pulls out of my block, my car pulls in from the other side of the block. And that package is waiting for me. I've been sitting in his car for a month. I told the story to a friend of mine in Florida, my friend Yaakov Gibber. You know what he said to me? Hashem was going to give you some nechama. You said, thank you, Hashem. Hashem was going to hook you up a little bit. But because your friend Guy said something to, to Ari, and because Ari did this thing, everyone is just one player in this drama that got one little bit of Hashem saying, I love you. Each of them could have said, I'm not doing it. And then someone else would have done it. Because everybody did what they were supposed to do. Everything worked out perfectly. And I thought to myself, maybe that's the biggest play that we have in the Megillah. And with this, I'll end. You know, when you want to inspire somebody, usually you tell people, if you don't do it, no one's going to do it. If someone wants you to like, get involved in an organization, they tell you, if you don't do it, no one's going to do it. We need you. We need you. We need you. You know what's interesting? When Mordecai was trying to inspire Esther, you know what he tells her? We don't need you. We don't need you. We don't need you. You want to sit quietly now? 
How is he saying that to her for? I think that what he was trying to get to her is what just happened to me and my story. At the end of the day, someone was going to give me a drop in the Hamash. said so. It could have been anybody. That guy would have got up to Shemaim after 120. And God would have been like, how come you didn't hook up Charlie? And be like, what do you mean? I don't know, Charlie. Like, I don't know. Remember that time you had a chance to do a little bit of a nice thing? Say a nice word? Smile at somebody? Bring a package over? That was your moment. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.